when I first transitioned from traditional media to the online world, one of the places that I looked to, to learn more about the online space was two YouTube channels specifically. One think media, which teaches all about the hardware and the gear and the, the mechanical process of creating online video. And the other was video influencers, which talked about the business side of creating a YouTube channel and how you build and grow a community. Now, both of these channels are hosted by Benji Travis and Sean Canal. And Sean is going to be my guest this week on gray matters. Now, while I learned a lot about the business aspects and the technical aspects of growing an online business from them, I also recognize that they do very well in the affiliate marketing space. Sean specifically has really built a great following and a, and I think a wonderful business model around recommending pieces of hardware and tools for video creators in their think media channel. And as a result, they've done exceptionally well with the Amazon partners program. So I thought that he would be a great guest to talk to us about the world of Amazon affiliates, take us inside their world of the Amazon affiliate program so that we can take the lessons that they've learned and the successes that they've had and apply it in our businesses. So today, Sean Canal of Think Media of Video Influencers is my guest as we talk about affiliate marketing, Amazon edition on Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. I got started in video production when I was volunteering at my local church back in 2003. And so I didn't know that video was a passion or something that would turn into a skill for me, but I just wanted to get involved in my local youth group. So the youth pastor handed me a camera and I started creating weekly videos. And especially for even those listening, I think there's just something about diving in and starting to to do whatever it is that you're learning about, you know, and your first videos are going to be your worst videos, your first web pages, your first anything you do in this space are going to be your, your worst, right? And that was true for me too, because I just started putting out these weekly uh, videos for our youth group and they were kind of fun and quirky and they were terrible, but I did them every week. And this was back in 2003. So that was 52 videos the first year. By the second year, the senior pastor eventually said, hey, what if you did these on the weekend? And so now I was doing 104 videos a year and they were kind of getting better as I went. And it was almost like developing a muscle, you know, when you keep doing the bicep curls, the biceps get bigger. And so just like anything in the social media or online marketing space, whatever it is, is you just keep kind of doing it and studying, you can grow. So that's kind of what happened to me. And I learned video self-taught. And so by around 2009 or, or 2000, yeah, 2009, I had now been doing video for six years. My skills had kind of leveled up and I started having, I actually took a loan out to be able to buy some equipment to kind of start my own video production, mini kind of entrepreneur, freelancer business. 
And I started doing wedding videos and videos for clients or like small local businesses, Mexican restaurants and like baseball teams in my small town of uh, Marysville, Washington at the time. What happened was at the same time I was discovering the power of YouTube and affiliate marketing. Really, YouTube is traffic, the way where you get viewers, where people can discover things. But affiliate marketing is relevant anywhere. If you have a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog, you can it's relevant for anywhere. And here's what I learned was that you could go on a site like Amazon.com. Once you sign up for an affiliated account, it's called Amazon Associates. They then give you the ability to create your own custom link, like a website URL that you could put anywhere that'll track to you if someone clicks on it. So if you were to go to Amazon, pick out maybe one of your favorite books, you could create a link about that. And let's say you did a blog post about it or a podcast or YouTube video. Then what you might say is in the YouTube video, you could say, hey, in this video, I'm gonna be reviewing the book YouTube Secrets. And if you wanna check it out, there's a link in the description uh, that'll take you over to Amazon where you can read the reviews and see the book. What then happens is if someone clicks that link, it tracks to you, and if they make a purchase, you get a percentage of the sale. Now, here's a few other cool facts about Amazon uh, Associate Program. Also, when someone clicks that link, what happens is they actually track the individual for a length of time. Every affiliate program is different. Amazon is 24 hours, and once someone's clicked your link, for the next 24 hours, if they purchase actually anything at all, you get credit for that. So let's say you did that book review, they clicked the link, but then they landed on the site and thought, well, you know, I'm gonna add it to my wish list, but I'm not gonna get that till later. And instead they thought, oh, but my husband or oh, my wife or my family has a birthday party coming up, I'm gonna buy a $1,000 worth of gifts. I mean, I, I hope that person's in my family because that's never happened to me. What you earn is actually four, per, four to 10% of the sale. And it depends on different, like tech is a different percentage than clothing or whatever. But let's just say it was, you know, 4% and there was $1,000 of sales that day, then you would have earned $40. And so I was learning about affiliate marketing. And what happened to me was I was like, well, I should experiment with this. I have invested in this gear, this passion, this hobby of mine. In this case, it was video. And for anyone listening, I would think, what is that thing you like to collect? What is that thing that you like to spend money on? What is that thing you're passionate about? For me, it happened to be video. So then I thought, okay, well, I'm shooting these wedding videos. I'm doing video work for others. What if I put a few videos out there, help people with knowledge about which camera to buy, how to use their camera, different lenses, different lighting, because that's what I'm doing. And then let people know if you want to you know, check out these products, there's links in the description below. And so originally, Steve, I remember, I'll never forget, the first time I made money online with affiliate marketing, I got a check from Amazon. It was a direct deposit because you connect it to your bank account. And it was $2.17. But it was like one of my favorite payments of all time because it proved me it was possible. And it proved that I was like, my neighbors didn't make any money online, you know, yesterday or whatever. This, this is crazy. It's not the money amount that is magical here. It's the opportunity and the idea that, look, I don't even know how to do this very well yet. What if I learn how to do this? Keep practicing, keep trying, keep studying this, keep listening to podcasts and trainings like this. And over time, that $2 turned into 20, it turned into 200. Now we earn over six figures just from affiliate marketing a year. And we have other aspects of our business and it's because it's scaled up. And so the big, it comes down to kind of picking out something some way to get traffic. So you're creating content anywhere. It could be Facebook or YouTube or anywhere, going live, writing blogs, doing podcasts, and then 
figuring out what products, and this is what's cool, is every industry, every hobby, every topic, you can, there's affiliate programs for them and there's different products you recommend. Even if the content that you're creating is, it's not, doesn't have to be like a product review channel or a channel that's all about cameras. Mine's kind of like that. It may just be a channel, for instance, Heather Torres in our community has a homeschooled channel. And a lot of times it's for homeschool moms. She will give like encouragement and share stories and talk about how they got through different age plateaus or whatever in homeschooling. But then she'll also do videos like her favorite homeschool books, or she's even reviewed her homeschool curriculum. That turned out to be an affiliate deal with a higher percentage that wasn't Amazon. So another important piece of information to know here is Amazon is such a great way to get started, but there's affiliate programs for almost anything. Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Target, uh, all of the makeup companies, there's what are called affiliate networks like our style, which once you sign up for the one network, there's sometimes 8,000 different retailers. So it could be clothing, soap, skincare. And so a lot of people, some artists in our community that do painting and they do their own artwork and they might even sell their own artwork online as they kind of build up their audience. They also can do a video about, here's my favorite tools, my favorite paintbrushes and pens. And so affiliate marketing has pretty far reaching implications uh, for anybody that wants to start generating some extra income online and um, being able to then scale that over time. Now, I think one of the things that's really important is you didn't start out saying, I want to make money from my recommendations. You started out on a passion path. You wanted, there was a topic that you were interested in sharing and it was just something that you got excited about. Absolutely. We actually like to teach for anyone who's maybe curious, what should I talk about online? What kind of content should I create? That it should be at the intersection of your passion, your proficiency and profit. And as you mentioned, if all you thought about was profit, I believe that you're just not going to succeed online because people, you might not even stick with it with your own passion level, but you'll have to manufacture passion because you're just trying to make money. People can kind of sense that. However, we do need to pay the bills like we do need to. And I think that we should be any value we provide to the world that we should receive value in return. I mean, it's kind of the way the economy works and the sort of the circle of life or whatever, right? Passion would be that first thing. What are you passionate about? I loved video. Uh, I had now been doing video and photography and I'd learned about cameras. Also then proficiency though. I'm not an expert. I never went to film school, but I had put some time in. And what's cool is everybody listening here has actually a lot of probably areas of expertise and different things that they know a lot about. How do you spend your money? What are the books and the magazines and the articles that you just read all about? For me, it'd be like, oh, a new camera's out. I'm reading about it. I'm reading about the sensor size and I'm thinking about, oh, it's going to have this and it's going to be better than that one. And so there was not just passion, there was proficiency, but then it's that third piece, profit. And so you would definitely need all three to not just do something you love online, but also to make a living. As you, as you started to evolve your, your strategy in, in putting it together, obviously you gravitated towards YouTube initially, but you mentioned right off the top that if you are starting down an affiliate path, that pretty much any discovery engine is going to work equally well for, as long as it kind of fits and dovetails with your, where your audience meets your content. Absolutely. I think that there's three that are extremely powerful and then others it'll work, but they're not the best. The three that are the most powerful are YouTube for actually YouTube. And here's why, because not only is there the video content that is right there, but YouTube gives you basically the ability to write a blog post 
in the YouTube description. Right below the video, people can have an area where you can put words describing content in the video, where you could put call to action saying, curious to learn more about what I'm talking about in this video or this product I'm reviewing. And then you can put a link right there. For example, if you were on Instagram, it's it's a little harder to do that. In fact, extremely hard to do that. And it's not even, it's it's less of the behavior of the platform. So YouTube would be one of the powerful ones. Blogging is another huge one. Uh, um, one, I think, huge opportunity for this community to explore, learning SEO, learning about what are called like Amazon authority websites. And what some people will do is they'll make a blog or a website, which is kind of the same thing, It'll maybe just be a blog all about gardening tools with the goal of ranking in Google for any time someone is looking for gardening tool information. If you can get articles like the five hose that you use in your garden or the different types of uh, seeds for pea, whatever. Yeah, obviously I'm not a gardener. And if that ranks, imagine someone goes to Google and they're like, I'm looking for certain types of seeds. The, the goal is that authority site could potentially get traffic evergreen. What does that mean? ongoing, like people, it's working for you when you're not working. And so a blog or a website ranks nice on Google and, and can have, you know, some valuable content, some pictures, and then also can have those affiliate links to whatever you talk about in each of those blog posts. So YouTube blogging, podcasting, kind of, but what a lot of podcasters do, there's two ways they give verbal calls to action. They might say, Hey, this episode, and here's what you can do. You, you maybe start a podcast. You go, this episode is brought to you by blue apron. You know, it's an, it's a, it's a food service where the food is made to you and you can prepare it. If you want to go check it out, go to SeanBlueApron.com, which would be a URL. I'm making that up a URL that I could purchase and redirect to my affiliate link to give me a nice clean way to send people there audibly from a podcast. The beauty of that for podcasters is you aren't going out and pitching to sponsors to sponsor your podcast, but you're generating your own sponsorship through your affiliate link. 100%. So you don't, so you're not actually negotiating, you're not asking them for money and it's going to be all performance based. Absolutely. And it's a great way to get started. And then the second thing podcasters do is show notes and they might say, Hey, check out the show notes on mm -hmm. my website. You could go to seancano.com forward slash one, two, one, you know, episode 121 or however you want to do it. And in those show notes, could be a summary of the show as well as maybe a summary of the products you talked about or whatever is related to affiliate marketing. The last one I would say is is actually email, is that I think it's important in this space to be building an email list because if you build any influence on social media, you're building on rented land. And when you have an email list, we send out a weekly newsletter and we summarize all of our content. Our, we put our various videos that have come out, but I might put in there, P.S., here's one of my favorite things, and that can be an affiliate link. And I'll say, you know, I've been testing out this new product. What we're talking about is traffic. You know, that's a way to get to people, a way to have views, and, and a way also in this case to get to people where they can actually interact with that affiliate link. That's the, that's the key point, is that they need to be able to click it and complete that sale on a device, their computer or their smartphone or whatever it is. Doesn't, it doesn't really work on Facebook and, and Instagram. And some of the other places, it's, it's really not as effective. I would focus on those first ones. I got a question for you. It might be a little bit uh, from out of, out of the left field, but do you keep your eye on when products you like go on sale on Amazon and then let your community know to create a sense of urgency? I used to a lot. You know, Now we've scaled into other things, and there's so many things I, I love doing, but it's, it's hard to jump on those things. What I'll, I'll tell you what I've done most recently is every year around Black Friday and Cyber Monday, which is a good time probably for a lot of people that would want to do this, and depending on where you live, what would it be in uh, Canada? Boxing Day. 
Yeah. And so whatever, when you know there's those kind of moments, not only are a lot of people looking for the best deal, so I do as a tech kind of camera review guy, I'll do best Black Friday tech deals. But also what's happening is because I'm so head in the the whole, all the different products and I'm studying the sales and I'm reading the blogs, a lot of times on Twitter, I'll just say, hey, I just, I saw this is on sale. And sometimes because I've created a lot of videos now over the last few years, I've already reviewed a product or something. So it's like maybe a tripod that I absolutely love and I'll see a sale on it and I'll tweet that out. I'll say, hey, this is one of my favorite tripods. Here's my video about it, but it's also on sale right now. So that is, yeah, it's something I love doing. And you notice a bump in traffic, I bet, when you do that. That sounds like a nice combination. It is a great combination. And even if you don't have it, I might just support it with words and say, hey, you know, this is one of my favorite tripods. Already a great deal at $80, but right now it's $20 off. Here, check it out. It's a lightning sale on Amazon, so that would be very urgent. It's, you know, for the next three hours. Yeah, I think this could fire up a lot of ideas and in, in, uh, listeners because you can get creative with this. Once you understand kind of how it works, you just think, okay, just different ways I could put this puzzle together. And in the things that you've outlined, there is some commonality. Uh, one of the things is, and the things that we're teaching our community here as much as we can on Gray Matters is talking about, you know, making sure you have a home base, making sure you have your own website, your own place that you send traffic to. And you, you quote, you said the exact same thing I always say, talking about rented land. But both with YouTube's blogs and podcasts, you should always be creating your own blog posts or your own posts with that content. So you've always got your home base to send traffic to, which you can then create a custom URL for a simple URL. So you can always be driving people to those pages quite easily. And it can, it doesn't have to be just a blog post. It can be the blog post that contains your video that you created for YouTube or a blog post that contains the podcast and it's got the supporting content and all of the other affiliate links as well. So there's, you can create and craft your own system, but it all kind of works in the same premise of driving traffic to your site with good evergreen content. 100%. I want to dive into YouTube for a moment. Isn't it curious how YouTube is really probably, I think we can all agree, the best traffic generator for, for pretty much everybody that we know and that runs in our circles. And they do support affiliate uh, marketing within YouTube, but not Amazon affiliate, as, as in within the links within the video itself. If mm. you have relationships with different e-commerce sites, you can actually put links in the video, but they refuse to let us do it with Amazon, which I always find passing curious. I guess it's not curious if you stop and think about it really, because they probably don't like each other much, but they don't limit us putting those links in the descriptions. So a couple things, this is an interesting thing to bring up and I wouldn't want to uh, cause anyone to worry, but there is a few things to be very aware of when it comes to affiliate marketing, especially as time evolves. And here in the US, we have the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, and they have regulations on marketing. One of the uh, biggest places in affiliate marketing is in the UK right now, it's actually being cracked down on even more. And, And YouTubers, influencers, content creators, online marketers, And so the two kind of big ideas that you want to know about is number one, you you do want to have a disclaimer. And and this is true about any material. They say it this way. Any material relationship you have with a brand, you want to declare that. So there's a reason actually in some YouTube videos where you hear people who do this right will maybe say something like this video is completely unbiased. I am reviewing this product. I purchased it myself and I just want to give you my raw feelings. Or they might say, especially if you have some influences, influence, brands will want to send you free stuff and you can connect that stuff to affiliate marketing. A lot of tech brands want to send me things so I can say, so, hey, Rhodes sent me out these microphones 
they, they didn't give me any stipulations. I didn't ask for them. Um, and so I'm going to give you my unbiased opinion. But just so you know, they, they shipped me out so I could do an early review test. That's transparency about it. And then in the description, and people could check out my videos if they want to go. And I'm sure you they could look at your uh, content as well. But in, in, if you go to Think Media on YouTube, my main channel, and look in a YouTube description, I have next to the affiliate link. Sometimes I'll put the parentheses and the word affiliate. The very somewhere in the description or at the bottom or anywhere, I, I might say disclosure. And then I say, if you click on one of these affiliate links, if you purchase something, I'll receive a small commission. And so there's a few things with the the disclosures there. And then, you know, which, to your point, you could put any words and links in that YouTube description, but there actually would be a workaround to using the clickable features or linking in the video. And that is if you designed a URL, once your website is approved, then you could do any link on your website and that could be to a page seancannell.com forward slash best cameras. And that could be a page of links to affiliate links or just for one extra little tip. If you have a site like wet WordPress or something, you could use a redirection tool and redirect to any page. Does that cause you a little bit of concern that YouTube will crack down on the redirects at some point? It's something that I've always personally shied away from because I just, it just doesn't quite feel right. What actually would be better is link to that post you're describing, your own website. Now they're on your site and those affiliate links could be embedded there. So adding that extra step, that'd be the way to do it. And then once your one website gets approved, that's what's nice is then all roads could lead with the YouTube cards and the end cards to your website. And then once they're there, that is also where you have the most power to control the images and the photos, the words and the links. Um, and that's a great way to optimize your affiliate marketing. And you have the ability to update the content. If, if the, if the version changes or they rev the product, you can have that in the description and your, in your original video is still generating traffic to that to that post, but it's the, it's got the most current information. So really building a system that over time, uh, just every, every hour that goes by every day that goes by your legacy systems have more and more value. I mean, I imagine you're getting sales from videos that you produced two and three years ago, you're still generating traffic to your site and you're still generating affiliate revenue. Even if they don't end up buying that product itself, it's still generating revenue into your system. And that's the beauty of the, th of the entire process. Completely. 50% of our revenue are, is from products that I have not recommended just because we have so much traffic out there. Meaning I talk about like Canon cameras, but then I'm like, Nikon cameras are selling too, which I'm sure are great. I've just never really used them. It's because people, when they're in a research mode, and I think one of the big opportunities here that I'd love to share with your community is one way to get started in this is actually product reviews. And here's why. More than ever before, consumers want to see video reviews and authentic customer reviews of products they are interested in. And so and people are searching. They're going to the YouTube search bar to maybe search for a specific microphone. For example, this will this will be completely you know unrelated here, but I just covered a microphone called the Deity VMix D3 Pro. Extremely specific. Anyone who didn't want to know about that mic will never find it, never care, and never know. But what's insane is over the last few months, as it's grown in popularity, there's actually a lot of search interest, and it's a microphone for YouTube creators that has kind of risen in popularity lately. And sometimes there's not even videos created yet about products. And it could be a yoga ball. It could be, you know, kitchenware. It could be a lot of things. One of the biggest opportunities is this versus that. You've got your favorite Ninja Blender, but you like your, your Blendtec better and you just upgraded and you make a quick video. 
sometimes, and I've done this over the past, before I did tech, I've, I had a channel that I just experimented on things and I covered, I covered coffee pods. I'll t- this is a good example. I, co- I did a video called do CBTL pods work in a Starbucks Verismo? And I, I forget the exact title and it just came out of my life. I, I, I was actually gifted a Starbucks Verismo, which is kind of like a Keurig Starbucks brand where you have the little pods in there. And so I was gifted it, and then my wife and I, especially at the time, t- money was a little tight as we were building our YouTube channel and whatnot. And I was like, "Well, these pods are kind of expensive. So this is a great machine, but like these still cost like a couple bucks each. I, it's like as much as it costs to buy the coffee at Starbucks." I uh, was out of friends, and they just they said, "Hey, I open up a drawer. They had the same machine." I said, "What are these?" And they were CBTL coffee bean tea leaf pods. They go, "Yeah, they work in the machine." I go, "That's crazy." I go, "Where do you get them?" They go, "Well, we buy them online." Turns out they're on Amazon, right? And they're much more affordable and there's more varieties of coffee. So first thing I do is I order up the coffee myself and I start drinking it. And then because I think through, man, what are people searching for? What are people looking for online? There's a search term of do CBTL pods work in Verismo. So I was like, I'm going to, I'll make that video. So I put that video out. I'm actually going to look it up right now. It is now got 134,000 views. It's five years old. I just sat in my kitchen and basically said, hey, are you wondering if CBTL pods work in a Starbucks Verismo? Let's find out. And it's just shot on a little budget. I mean, like 90. You could shoot that on your iPhone today and do a better job than what you did. That's true because there's a little point shoot. And uh, we put the coffee in, showed that it worked. and it didn't even need to be. It's like a six minute video. I had friends over. Try the coffee. What do you think? But but see, I sell coffee every month, sometimes every day, because people have a pain point. They go searching for it. They're curious just about something very specific. And then I say, hey, if you want to, what's cool about this is not only are these pods cheaper, in my opinion, they're better and you get more options and I get them on Amazon. And so, hey, if you want to check out links in the description below, you could you could order them too. You could get them on Prime. People could subscribe. So that's just one example of when you start to think differently, you can sometimes put one-off videos out there if you're not sure what to do. Uh, Let me give you one other example that I think will be pretty encouraging. Somebody in our inner circle community, her YouTube channel is Maximalist Minibus. And their goal is, do you want to convert your school bus, your van, your truck, your RV to live a nomadic life? And this person kind of started her channel recently. They are in the gray matters legacy season of, of life. And they've started this YouTube channel. It's just one month old, but she did a video, a foot pump sink for my schoolie. She's got her schoolie bus, 1200 and uh, 1,200 views, 129 subscribers early stage. And I really encourage people to check this out. It's called maximalist mini bus is her channel. But then what you'll see is in the description of her YouTube video, the faucet, Amazon link, the right size drain, Amazon link, the wrong size drain, but still a great drain. Uh, water jugs, tubbing, the hacksaw, the whole doiser. This is not my sink, but kind of similar. And then she does her video. It's solving this specific problem. And the vision of their channel is helping people kind of take their life on the road, convert their school, you know, convert their RV. And so it's serving this specific pain, pain point. And it's been so encouraging to see at the beginning of launching this YouTube channel and of just punching fear in the face. And 10x, 10x her subscribers as far as views. That Yeah, she's gone through some of our training to just think through this, but you could just apply what we're talking about right now. When you kind of think about, that's a good example. She's They're very passionate and then helping people, proficient because they've done it. She built the sink, installed it. This one doesn't work. This one does. I'm going to save you money because I wasted mine and I ordered the wrong things. And so let me help you. And then growing one video at a time. And I think it's important to remember that 
on their channel, sometimes it's not about affiliate marketing. It's not like it's every video or every post, but in every niche, there's products. There's the books people could read, the the sinks, the foot pump sinks they could install, the the tools they use, the accessories. Every business, if you're in any kind of business or consulting, every business entrepreneur needs laptops and needs the microphones to get started with and needs just the basic tools and the planners. So there's so many things that you can do with this to start generating income online. Do you find yourself ever overwhelmed by the number of products that you're listing? Uh, and Complexity is the enemy of execution. Simplicity is your greatest tool for really accomplishing and making progress. And what can especially happen, it, it doesn't matter if it's this community, in all communities, you get in this online marketing space, I'm sure people are listening right now, they're like, okay, but you just said a million things. How do I build that website? How do I set that blog up? How do I, and so there's a lot of different things to learn. There's always, there's, there can be a lot of noise, like, oh no, this, I, I was recording these videos, but this thing's so much more relevant, and I didn't know they were gonna release this. In fact, sometimes I'll finish a video, and I just did this recently for Rode, and they, they, they changed four or five things and it made the video pretty irrelevant. And I was like, man, I have to scrap it. I have to kind of reshoot it. So it just kind of comes with the territory that I think um, pace yourself, you know, breathe a little and, and do your best because I just feel like some things are going to skip through the cracks. You're not going to do perfect. Everything perfect done is better than perfect and really just doing your best and uh, scaling as you go. And as valuable as the information that you share, as valuable as your personality is, and as valuable as your community engagement is, we don't have anything more valuable than our reputation in this space. And that's the thing you have to protect at all times. And that's really the thing that is too very easy in this space to kind of take for granted, is, is you recommend a product that you're really not comfortable with. You got a little voice in the back of your head that says, should you be recommending this product, but you know you're going to make money off it because you know it's going to be popular. I think finding that discipline and making sure that you're always protecting your reputation is probably one thing that some of our colleagues don't always do, but I know you, you, you pay very close attention to that, as do I. And, and I love that you said that. You know, The truth is doing the right thing is always the right thing. But I'm also guilty, especially when I first started, for two reasons. One, if you're in any kind of season of desperation, it clouds your judgment. And that, I don't think in a, necessarily in a negative way. I don't even mean to be critical. But like, if you're fighting for your family or to pay your bills, sometimes you're like, you know, there's a level of desperation. That voice in the back of your head, you're like negotiating with it. But what I've learned is that slow and steady wins. A good name is to be prized over great wealth. You know, is more valuable than great wealth. And so your reputation over the long term, slow and steady wins, meaning this does start slow. It starts slow for everybody. Your YouTube channel will grow slow in the beginning. Your podcast will grow slow. Your affiliate sales, it'll take you months to make $2.12. But when you stick with it and you build with integrity brick by brick, then it's that momentum you build over time, like you, like you said. And I think that's so important. So I've always, one of the, uh, some of my business mentors have encouraged me if you can leave money on the table or just not focus on the short-term gains, but much more about the long-term legacy and reputation that you're building, you're always going to be better off. Early on, I've, I did a couple, I did some videos. I'm, it was actually a site called FameBit where you could kind I of remember get, them. Yeah. yeah, you could get the brand. There, so you, you got to look through a, a, a whole bunch of different products and the brands were trying to work with YouTubers. And what you, they would do is give you, a, they pay you a little bit of money, give you the product for free. You could also link to it as an affiliate. 
And so I just remember I went through like all the stuff and just, I was like trying to get something. So I was just applied for a lot of different things and I got approved, um, for this, this one thing. And I just wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I, I got approved. So now I was on like the hook. They were paying me to make the video and it wasn't like a massive, uh, wrong thing to recommend. But just in hindsight, I probably wouldn't have done it again. I was just getting started. I was like, you're going to pay me money and I could actually link this up. Like, of course I'll do it. And so again, as like to your, to your point, as I look back, not that that was even necessarily a big blow, but it was a, it was kind of a point in time where I could say, okay, what direction am I going to go? By the way, if you, what if you make a product about a video and you say it's bad, well, that's not going to lead to affiliate sales. That's still probably the best thing you could ever do. Mm-hmm. Why? Because on the long term people understand that you're going to tell them the truth. You're going to tell them what you really think. You're going to tell them how you really feel. You're going to be transparent. You're going to be authentic. And maybe I think what we're afraid of is in the short term when someone hears, Hey, a brand sent me this, for example, or, um, you know, if I'm, if you click the link, I am going to make some money, but Hey, it helps, you know, support the, the channel. Our fear is, Oh, that might turn people away. And my hope of making a little bit of money online, I'll miss out on it. And in the short term, maybe, like maybe one or two people will be like, oh, wait a minute, like if I click this link, but in the long term, what people will learn about you is you tell them the truth, that you're you're at least authentic to what your own belief. How often do we get an email or a message on Facebook from somebody that says, Sean, I want to buy the camera you're talking about. What's your affiliate link? Tell me. And people get it. People who are in your tribe will get it and they will want to support you in it because they know that you've made the effort and you've made the energy and you've helped them make a decision they're comfortable with because they, you've engendered the trust with them. 100%. And I think, I like that you said that because the reason we get those emails and those messages is because, and I, if you're, you're taking notes, write this down, is because you've provided value. You've, here's what you've done. You've saved people time. You've given people peace, peace of mind. You've helped them avoid something negative, potentially get something positive. You've put in the research. That's kind of one of the things I think we do when we create content online is all of us want speed. That's what a lot of people are paying for right now in culture. How do we go faster? We pay for, you know, the faster airline ticket, or now we want to take the train or, you know, we want to take Uber. How do we get faster internet, whatever it is? And so same thing, if you can shorten, if I'm thinking, man, I'm going to buy a camera, there's literally thousands of cameras. There's so many different brands. I feel lost in this jungle. Then they start searching on YouTube. They meet me. And then hopefully the information I share is valuable. And I'm educating for free. And that's what everybody listens, you know, you educating for free, sharing the mistakes I've made, the pain points I've made, and, and hopefully consolidating. Now I've invested thousands of hours, truthfully, but even if it's in one individual product, if I read uh, read up on it for an hour, study it for a while, maybe watch a couple other videos about it, and I've spent three hours, you know, researching and maybe a couple more making the video. Now in six minutes, in the short little summary, someone's like, "Wait a minute, okay, you just I, I thought I was gonna have to take my whole weekend to make this decision, but you just brought clarity." And then sometimes you might not even get the affiliate sale. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily, yeah. but what you're doing, I love it you're building your reputation. And then over time, people just go, look, you've added so much value. I'm actually about to get some stuff on Amazon you didn't talk about, but I kind of want to just give back and say thank you. Then because why? You've added value, you've saved people time, given them peace of mind, help them avoid uh, something they shouldn't have purchased because it breaks after a year and you learn that. That's an, that's another thing. Like, what is it you've used? Do we think about Maximus, you know, minibus? She might say, uh, yeah, this foot, Pump sink, trust me, it seemed good at first, but I invested in the wrong one and it cracked after four months. So you're saying I've put in that time 
Now you can actually skip this whole wrong road you would go down. I'm going to save you four months, right? I mean, and this new thing I'm recommending is half the price. I'm saving you money, time. And so if you can figure out a way to just simply deliver that value to that end user, that's the currency of succeeding online. Well said. And I want to, I want to leave off with one thing. Talk to me just briefly about when you crossed over, when you were going from that $2.16 check to all of a sudden when you kind of logged into Amazon and you said, oh, wait a minute, this is making a difference in my life. This is where it's going to be. What point were you in the, in the journey when you kind of had that realization? There's probably two stages. The first stage was when we were earning hundreds of dollars on YouTube and um, Amazon. Living here in the U.S., um, you know, at the time near Seattle, now in Las Vegas, you're probably not going to be able to pay rent and support your family and do everything you need to do for say $500 even a month, $500 a month. In addition to other income is a game changer. We can all say amen to that. You know what I mean? Like if you, so be, I would, as I was doing this as a side hustle, I was doing it on the side and I had a different, I was doing it on the weekends or some nights and finding, just filling it into different cracks. Once we started making a few hundred dollars, I was like, man, that's, that's like Christmas gifts for our family this year. That's groceries. And so that happened, that $2.12 on Amazon. Oh, I remember, okay, in, in February of probably 2012, we were making about $66 a month in YouTube ads, which is did not pay very well. That's based on the consumption of people watching your views. But making about $260, this was like February 2013, on affiliate marketing. And then over the next few years, the truth is I wasn't going all in like many people. You have a small chunk of side time to invest in this. And I had uh, my main job. So I wasn't even creating a ton of content. I was just doing it when I could. And it's it continued to scale. But that brings me to the second tipping point, And that was October 2015. This is now where I'm coming up on my third, fourth year of entrepreneurship being full-time independent online working for myself doing this kind of stuff at that time i had freelance clients and was making a few hundred dollars a month from this online income my main three freelance clients were um i had three of them the week number one in october 2015 one let me go week number two i was like stressed a little but i was like okay i could probably get another one it's not a huge deal at least i have two other clients week two you guessed it fired they let me go and then week three god is my witness fired by the third one. So three weeks consecutively, three freelance clients. And then week four was uh, Ben and Jerry's Netflix and uh, depression for the whole week. But by week five, now we're in October, November 1st, 2015. I actually had a business mentor, David say, look, cause I was like, okay, what do I do? Do I get more freelance clients? What do I do? And he seeing kind of the big picture and actually being someone who has built online stuff. He said, this is just kind of time for you to go all in. It's time for you to jump all in. Entrepreneurs at some point have to jump off the cliff. God just kicked you off the cliff. You might as well flap your rings and try to fly now. And so that tipping point, now it's November 1st, 2015. We're only making a few hundred online, but we had that proof of concept. We had that momentum. And I know there's different people that maybe are already without a job right now, but there's actually a rule I've heard. It's the uh, 25% rule. And it's that once you're generating 25% of what you need to live on. Let's say you need to live, you need $4,000 a month to live on. Once you're generating $1,000 of income on the side, you might want to quit your job because if you can prove that on the side, you can earn one fourth of what you need to live on, when you now can deploy all of that time you are required to spend elsewhere on this one thing, like that, that will scale because you've already proven to get it to that one fourth. 
I was in that moment where in hindsight, I'm like, it actually was pretty practical because now I deployed all my, all November, all December, all I thought about was, was putting, doing what I knew to do that worked. If I create more videos that are valuable and that are related to affiliate marketing and the timing was significant because it was Black Friday, Cyber Monday, holiday shopping and affiliate marketing revenues often double, triple or four X just because people do so much shopping during that time. So even content you already have out there, the income you're making goes up. By January, two months later, our affiliate commission hit nearly $4,000 a month. And the free I was making $5,000 a month in total from those three freelance clients. And then we just scaled it up from there. So once I had that kind of proof of concept, I'd been ramping it up on the side, learning the skills, then when I went all in, it was just a matter of volume. I, I I knew what I was doing was working. I thought if I just do more of this and do it a lot, and I thought about things like this, and this is how I think about a lot of content. Look, whenever I put out a piece of content, I recognize some things might only be a base hit using a baseball analogy. Maybe and maybe it's ugly. Maybe I just do the ugliest bunt. People think it's cheap, cheating, and I just hustle to first base, and it's it's nothing fancy about it, but it's just a little bit of progress, and that that bunt to first base is one of my YouTube uploads. But if I can do volume, my goal was how many uploads can I do, hoping all of them, quote unquote, go viral, but I'm just gonna be consistent. What then I've learned is that you might just ever only ever get a base hit, but then eventually you don't know which one it is, but then you get that home run. And if the bases are loaded, that's a grand slam and it starts to snowball and create momentum. So that was kind of my focus. I was like, okay, more videos, answering more questions that help more people with more affiliate links. We'll see what happens. And that's what what's grew and it's continued to scale since then. And now I know you talk about other things, maybe like creating online courses. We do the same, um, some speaking, consulting and other things. So we've added these other income streams, but that was the original path to financial freedom for us was YouTube plus affiliate marketing to first a five figure, multiple five figure and six figure income literally just off of affiliate marketing. And to to take from your analogy, that put the wind under your wings when you when you needed it, when when the best thing in the world that could happen, which is those three clients firing you, uh, that 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 forced you off the cliff. And that at that point there, that was a start off point. And in what a relief. I, I know that I had a personal experience that's very similar. But when you when you reached January that year afterwards and you realized that you were okay that you were that you could fly yeah. what a relief that is isn't it wasn't that just one of the best months of your life oh at that exact i mean and honestly as soon as i got past that week of ben and jerry's and netflix uh, you know and started to like get and, my and focused yeah and focused uh, immediately i already felt like i had it was christmas because i didn't know if we were going to be able to make the money yet but for the first time in my life i truly didn't have a boss that that was the first time because i had three bosses with the freelance clients so i was like okay I literally have no boss. I My time is completely my own. My schedule is completely my own. And that's also the responsibility and discipline to execute with that is completely my own. And so, yeah, immediately I was like, wow, every day my commute now is from about 10 feet from where we're recording this podcast, you know, you know, in my, uh, in my bedroom, in my home office, I'm just a few feet away from it right here. And then by January, I was like, wow. I mean, of course, I mean, humbling, grateful, I was like, I'm, we're making a living. We're buying our groceries. We're paying our rent. We're, we're covering our bills from online income. And we have uh, this life on our own terms. You know, sometimes talking about that when someone is, feels very far from that reality can feel overwhelming. And you might even think, well, good for you. But I really want to encourage people listening. It's a thing worth fighting for. The internet has provided 
historical opportunity. We are living through the greatest communication shift in the last 2,000 years. It's disrupting multiple industries. And that's why I'm so great for those listening to this podcast because social media, the internet, online marketing, the opportunity to create businesses and streams of income on your own terms around your passion or just engaging in so many different things that maybe aren't your main passion, but might be a bridge to the thing that you want to do, the thing you're doing now. Man, this is the time to learn these skills, go all in, study, practice, pace yourself because it is hard and there's a learning curve to it for sure, but you can do it. And you're just such a great example. And so many of our friends, I think sometimes we feel limited because we think, well, I don't know about my topic or my niche, but man, the world is so vast. Amen. Well, I love that you've broken it down. And the one inspirational piece that I'll get from this is that 25% rule. I'd never heard that before, but I love it. That it allows you to take your side hustle in manageable stages. Work to get to 25% of the revenue you want on your side hustle. Don't worry about the rest. And at that point there, you can reach the decision point where you can can jump off the cliff and survive. Absolutely. Especially if you're saving. I mean, it's such a great target. First, step number one, literally what is the minimum amount I need to live in? Step number two, okay, when can I get to that amount online? And then step number three, if you're saving, then you say, okay, it's time to quit. Uh, that's the risky point still because it's not time to jump off. But then how many you might give yourself one, two, three, four months uh, of savings, but that confidence because you really do want to believe in yourself. I think some people jump too early. Yeah. To be fair. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, this is this is wow. This is amazing. The Internet is amazing. I'm going to go all in right now, which if you if you're sitting on some cash to cover you, well, then great. You know, why, why not? But uh, I think there's just something so powerful about proving it on the side first. But then also not because I, I talk to people all the time. And trust me, I was losing my mind. I was scared to death, sweating bullets. Hindsight is 2020, but being in the midst of the desert in the valley, you know, you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Like I heard once I said, uh, someone said, you know, hey, if you're going through hell, keep going. You know, like that's not the place to settle camp. You know, you got to keep moving. So anybody listening, you know, you might be in a very tough spot. But uh, but once you prove it on the side or, or what ha- can happen is, oh, man, the emotions, the fear, the apprehension, the what if. Hey, that's normal. Everybody's feeling that we're all experiencing that. We all experience that. But I think that's a practical pillar that then you can make a decision. And then at some point it's going to take faith. It's going to take courage and it's going to take um, stepping out. But then at least, you know, you're like, well, I've hit this 25%. Have the confidence to take that risk, take that leap, and uh, jump in. Sean Canal, I appreciate all of the guidance you've given me and sharing with my community. I, I just can't thank you enough, my friend. I appreciate you. So grateful for your reputation, your integrity in the industry, and, and how you're helping people. Just always honored to hang out. You're one of my favorite people, and uh, I love doing stuff together. Oh my, oh my, oh my. We did cover a lot of ground in that podcast, did we not, in that interview. Sean really shared a lot of gems with us. Now, if you need any notes, uh, links that we talked about, drop by dototech.com forward slash gray19. That's G-R-E-Y 19, and we'll have all of the show notes there. Now, a couple of things uh, before we wrap things up today. First is, if you know of other people who are in the gray zone, other people who are in our age demographic, and I'm saying are because I'm assuming most of you listening out there are baby boomers, and uh, they are looking to reinvent themselves, they're looking to learn more about 
the world of online marketing and what the potential is in that space, please share Gray Matters with them. There are some really interesting statistics that have recently been released on the world of podcasting and podcast growth and the majority of growth for podcasts, the majority of discovery comes by word of mouth. Believe it or not, in this digital age, there's nothing better than a recommendation from a friend saying, hey, here's a podcast that I listen to that helps me, that teaches me, maybe you would enjoy it too. So I'm going to encourage you to share this podcast with your friends who might be interested. That's the best thing that you can do for me today. I hope you found this podcast to be entertaining, enlightening, and useful. Till next time, I am Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle. 